Not-So-Fantasy Football, a loser's guide to FBL with Rob and Yanis. Hello and welcome to Not-So-Fantasy Football News Radio. Here we have... Yanis and... Rob, how you doing, man? Good. I'm actually relieved. <laughs> now I'm I'm feeling much better. Good. Despite, despite I'm not looking at my team, but it's it feels good to be back again. Is it because you you've pressed a button, or is it just nice being able to chat? Oh, you're FPL. right. I, I I have pressed the button, but yeah, that has nothing to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sat here wishing I sort of had pressed the button. I hesitated on it on that first day, and then I just left it, and I was like, no, I'm gonna let. I'm not going to take those snap decisions. Uh, yeah. I'm going to make this decision when I want to make it. And I still haven't really got a clue when I want to hit the wild card, but it's not It's not this week for certain. Now, I think it could be next week. Um, okay. It makes sense. It does make sense next week. Yeah. But it could also be the week after that. And and then yeah. the, the final option is always like game week 16, 17, 18, like Fivos is planning. Um, and I really haven't considered those ones. That would that would be my ideal route as well. I kind of forced myself into it now mm-hmm. because um, I was debating. But the, the only reason for me, the only way to do it would be to press the button on Sunday night. Mm-hmm. Because I was looking at all the price changes. Mm-hmm. So... If I had to go that way, delaying it would would not make sense. Yeah. So if I just didn't do it, then it would mean that I would just completely change my strategy or plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, although I'm already kind of thinking of different things because mm-hmm. originally, obviously, I planned everything just because I wanted to bring Salah in. Mm-hmm. But I'm seriously thinking of taking him out now mm-hmm. from my wildcard team. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. I, I was a bit disappointed with the, um, the flags as well. Yeah. And uh, the Brighton players really dropping. And mm-hmm. that I had built up my, you know, I had three of them. So now they would, they would, they will continue to drop a lot because yeah. of the two that follow. Completely. Uh, therefore, I just thought, just hit the button now. I would prefer to have done, and and the city as well, because Diaz also kind of it, that was kind of an anger thing mm-hmm. to Diaz as well. Uh, he hasn't brought anything; just just one clean sheet for five weeks for me. Yeah. So I just thought, like, go away. You've even scored an own goal, so that's. I when it the alert came off my phone, it came up that one nil. Ruben Diaz. I was like, great. Like, Perfect. Good for Yanis. Well done, man. You know, he's been holding that player for a while. Good work. And then, like, I checked about two hours later and I was like, oh, it was, it was no. Oh, okay, shit. Whoops. Um, it's one of those those great stats that you see uh, where Wolves have no shots on target, but they're winning 1 0 at yeah, halftime. Completely. completely. Crazy. Crazy. Right. Do you want? Do you want? Shall I go through my team? Because this is our first podcast of the season. We've not done anything so far. We have been on a bit of a hiatus where we 
have decided to take a bit of a, a step away from regular FPL content. Um, we miss it. Um, maybe not missing it enough to come back and do regular FPL content, but at least putting this out there for anyone that wants to listen. So if you do listen, thank you very much, and please get in touch with us. Um, my team, going, your team doesn't really matter because you're on wildcard, but my team going forwards is um, Turner in goal, Pickford, uh, Turner and Pickford, it doesn't really matter because I've not decided whether I'm going to start, which one I'm going to start, but rotating pair of those two. Um, Botman, who is injured, potentially long-term, who pulled up in training and yet now might be out for about five weeks. So that was always a bit yeah. of a tricky one. Uh, Estupinian, Kabore, Cash and Baldock, um, who has already lost me point one, a bit annoying. Um, I made one decent decision when I started this season and that was starting with Salah, which made I didn't... It was a really difficult one because it meant I had to sacrifice elsewhere, but I didn't then need to... I didn't. I wasn't able to have Madison, which I really wanted, but I was happy to have Salah. Um, I've got Foden, Saka, Sterling and Mbwemo, um with him. Um, yeah. I bought Sterling in for the good run and he's been appalling. Um, I didn't sell yes, Saka this week. The cherry oh, top of the cup. So upsetting. <laughs> so annoying. Uh, we'll talk about that later. Uh, and then my front line is Alvarez, Haaland and, and Buemo. Uh, Archer. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of work that needs to be done to this team from what I yeah. can see. I've got only three starting defenders currently. I don't want Sterling and I don't want Mbuemo. Um And yeah, so I, I have three transfers I want to make. But that's not enough for me to wildcard, if that makes sense. Yes. So that's where I am right now. And I think for the week ahead, I'm probably going to be captaining Salah. Okay. Unless I get Son in. Oh, okay. Yeah. Do you have any route to do that? I've got one point something in the bank. 1.3 in the bank, I think. Um. Yeah, but Sterling is not enough, so you'll have to a minus I'm, four, roughly. I'm definitely thinking about, um, yeah, either Foden or my crazy option is Haaland to Watkins and Mbuemo to Son. Okay. The reason why I'm crazy, the crazy option is there, is because... Um, Haaland's next three fixtures are his three most difficult of the... Potentially of the season, but definitely his three most difficult in the upcoming, um, in this half of the season, let's say. Yeah. Um, being Brighton, who he can easily score against, let's face it, but they're going to be a lot more defensive coming up against a, a City team than they were against Aston Villa. Arsenal. Are <laughs> Not certain, but yeah. Okay, Brighton at home, Arsenal away, United away. So... Arsenal away and United away are two difficult fixtures. Um, United people can say they're not difficult, but a derby and all that is going to be difficult, despite the fact he went and scored a hat-trick in the last derby. But wait, it's it's away, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, but so the last time he played away, mm-hmm. you know, remember United won 2-1 with that 
Yeah. So he did. He didn't return. So yeah. So yeah, he's in a different form than last year when they played United. So it's not exactly yeah. the same. I think. Then there's Bournemouth, Chelsea, Liverpool, Spurs. So it's not a bad run, but it, it's 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 as bad as it will get for the City team. And as we've seen from players like Son and Saka, even when you've got bad fixtures, players can score. But yeah, Haaland is clearly able to score. Haaland is clearly one of those that most teams will be focusing on defending against now. And he's not been as lethal this season as he was at the start of last season. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I'm thinking of. That's my crazy option. Please talk me out of it. Yeah, I, I having the the wild card active. Obviously, I even briefly, you know, experimented and tried to see a few options mm-hmm. without Haaland. And it's true that it, it can completely transform. Uh, your team and you can have so many so many different you know you can have top tier players in defense in in midfield you can have the best you can have a bench boostable team let's say yep. uh, but i'm i'm really afraid of missing out it's it's huge for me to go against because you're not we're not even talking sometimes we're even debating you know if you don't captain him yeah but at least you're getting half his points he he returns he makes a he has a hat trick mm-hmm. uh you know you got you get 15 17 points mm-hmm. uh, and others have captained him and you're missing those 17 yeah imagine if you miss 35 yeah that's true. huge true so the same would apply for for Salah in a way because mm-hmm. he's kind of become quite big. But what I'm thinking is when I have to decide between those two, I think that Salah, even against Everton, um, I don't think, I think when he plays Luton, um, uh, Haaland has a, a, a good fixture. Mm-hmm. It's not that bad. Mm-hmm. But uh, and later on, I think Salah plays Fulham, I, I think. So even when, when Salah has the really good fixtures the ownership is never going to be like 200 and something yeah the effective therefore even if i uh, it's do you understand what i'm saying that if i miss the the 20 points from salah mm-hmm. it's not going to be 40 it's not going to be that much yeah. that people who have captained him yeah and at the, at the same time if i miss the, the haaland train it's going to be always double yeah so Basically. I prefer to try to find a way to keep Haaland and maybe, obviously, you cannot cover, you can definitely not cover Haaland, uh, Salah with anyone else yeah. in Liverpool. But maybe if you find... Because these games usually are open games that, for Salah mostly, mm-hmm. that he will have, you know, two goals and two assists. Mm-hmm. For example, if it's a big one, so someone will have scored those assists, and maybe you can have that one. You can, yeah. So at least instead of it missing, that you'll be missing the twenty points, but you might have eight from Diaz, mm-hmm. 
or 10 from Darwin, something like that. Yeah. And I'm more willing to go that route than take Haaland out. Now, the captaincy, yes, I'm more open to not, you know, perma-captain yeah. Haaland, especially for the next three. Uh, uh, for Bright Brighton, I'm not that sure, though, because... I'm afraid that it could be an open an open game. I think he scored twice last year, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, it it was that dodgy one with the foul on Dunk. I think so. That, yeah, yeah. That Brighton was kind of um, it was a slight push, mm-hmm. but I think he scored a second one. Anyway, they're a different team anyway, and with different problems defensively. Uh, but yeah, the captaincy, I'm I'm completely fine not having giving it to him. But I don't think I would dare go without. No. And uh, as you said, it's important. Uh, I brought Son in on the Sheffield, against Sheffield Wednesday. Not Sheffield Wednesday, definitely. Sheffield United. United. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, there was that instant that I was thinking, oh, do I just bring him because of the hat trick and he's got an easy fixture? But then I thought, no, it's... I'm going to hold on to him because the two next fixtures look great. Yeah. Even because they're bad fixtures, but for Son, and I'm really happy because he returned yeah. massively against Arsenal and he did return against Liverpool as well. So Exactly. It's a very similar thing. They can lose they can lose 3-1 to Arsenal City and Haaland could score and have like a seven seven pointer or something. True. I just so mine is is the and same for Saka. You said. Well, I've got, for example, I've got um, I've got the wild card in the bank. So, and I'm planning on playing it within the next week, maybe two. So it very much is like, if it all goes wrong, and I miss out on his hat trick this weekend against Arsenal. I can ju- I can jump back onto him. Yeah. If, if it sort of is that way, I don't know. I'm I'm still hmm. up in the air about it. If you decide to do that, it's best to do it before the wild card. Exactly. Because I can always rearrange my team to get him back in with a wild yeah. card. Whereas without yeah. a wild card, I really am going to have to make a minus four. No matter what, yeah, which will hurt even more because you will have missed the points, and then you'll have extra four. Exactly, even psychologically, because it's he was n- in your team and you had to get him out. N N minus four, isn't it? <laughs> yes. So yeah, if you if you do it now, it would certainly make a bit more sense, and and you can keep going until he punishes you. For instance, yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> and risk it going like day after day until. Or maybe, you know, after those three fixtures, if he hasn't returned, you might yeah. even get him cheaper. Yeah, true. Because a lot of people might have think the same, have the same thought. Exactly, exactly. Um, I don't know. I, you said I'm, <laughs> to convince you against it, but I'm probably pushing you towards that. It's, it's yeah, it's not there. It's not 100%. Um it means that I don't have to worry about finances. I'm not particularly worried about finances anyway. I'm trying my best to ignore financial moves and I'm just, you know, popping things around where I can. 
But I think I don't want Mbwemo anymore. I really want Son. Um, yeah. Son is out of position and he's got great fixtures coming up. Um, and that is a way in which I can do it. I could also do it with Foden. And probably Foden is the more sensible option because Foden to Son works and I can go Mbwemo down to um, Doug Louise or, I don't know, some... You know who... Who Diaby. do you need to play? Do you need uh, to play them all this week? Um, no, but I would like because for me, the best choice, cheap choice, is Gordon. But he's on a yeah, he's on a yellow card ban, isn't he? Exactly for that reason. So because he's not playing this week, but from next week, I mean, yeah. how quick does he get five more yellows? You can have him for. For a significant amount of time, for the good fixtures, he's only missing the West Ham away, which is not an easy fixture anyway. Yeah. I mean, I'm really, I've got him, I, I've, I haven't brought him in because I'm hoping until Saturday, let's remind when the, when the deadline is, Saturday at 11 a.m. <laughs> good work, yep. Uh, so I'm waiting, maybe, maybe he drops even more so I get him even cheaper because yeah. if people, you know, looking at that red flag. But if you want to go cheap, and he's he's 5.6, isn't he? Uh, yes. I, I want to say yes because of the fact that he's had um, one price had rise. One, two price rises and one price drop. Or okay. I, I might be wrong and he just had one. Getting out of Gordon is 5.6, uh, yeah. And the West Ham game no isn't the one you want anyway. Yes. So uh, it's only if you don't have... I mean, it's not that hard to be able to not play him this week. Mm -hmm. So in case in case you want to do that double transfer, yeah. for example, would you play, would you play Mbumo? Were, were you counting on playing Mbumo? No. No, exactly. So... Yeah, Foden to Son and then Boomer. I don't know if you've got the enough the money though. I, I don't know if that's it would be. For you. It would be Foden to Son and Gordon would work. Um, let me just have a look. Yeah, because I'd still have Salah, Saka, Sterling, and Son, Haaland, Alvarez, Ooh. Archer. The only thing is, I'm not solving any of my defensive issues, but Kabore yeah. will play, Stupinan will play, Cash will play, and I don't really mind anything else there. <laughs> yeah but the defensive problems you wouldn't be able to solve anyway because it doesn't give you the enough money no not quite from... I'd have to go Botman down to a 4.0 or a 4.1 you can go to 3.9 to go to to Taylor he needs to be playing and oh, he needs to be playing where, where does Burnley play this week they go to uh, let me have a look. Uh, Value limited, oh. going down. Burnley Aldakil. <laughs> Who's Aldakil playing? Uh, Luton. Oh no, that's this week. Chelsea Brentford. Not not good. Not good. Yeah. Not not great. But I'm I'm actually he's my he's my cheap. My Charlie defender, Taylor. My three point nine because I think he's he's the nailed one. Now that they kind of realise that they can't play with, they can't 
pretend to be Man United playing with everyone at left back who's not a left back. Jesus Christ. <laughs> that is the one of the biggest jokes. Okay, we'll get on to some of the like good parts of the season already, but that's not the most fun. But the fact that they've got five no four registered players that can play at left back and none of them are fit. Three yeah, where none of crazy. them are fit. And then Dallow, who is probably the only one that really, who is a right back, but can play at left back, who is now not fit, who is now fit and can play. Yeah. Yeah, they've got serious issues. And uh, that's the reason I got rid of Rashford uh, Mm -hmm. three weeks ago when I brought Sean on. Mm -hmm. And it has paid off really well. Yeah. And uh, then remember when I kind of, didn't know what to do with the transfer. I kind of thought of bringing one of them back, Rashford or, or Bruno. Mm-hmm. I brought in Bruno and he scored against Burnley. So I've been quite lucky with my, my picks. Yeah. Uh, and I resisted getting Sterling mm-hmm. and that paid off well. The chill world move didn't pay. No. And my, my defence has been actually the, the big problem this year. As, yeah. I mean, uh, Estupinian has been in, and I'm not getting rid of even these two weeks. I'm going to keep him probably deep, deep inside the on, on the bench, like mm. not even getting close to playing. Mm-hmm. Although if I have Taylor, I don't know what's better. <laughs> True. On those two games. Uh, but uh, I think that the defense has been a problem, and I imagine it has been a problem for for most people. Yeah, uh, maybe this is a, a good segue to just tell you roughly what my team might look like. Go for it. In the um, in this wild card, so for now it's not really what it would look like because I've got players who were looking to have price rises, so I was. Um, trying to get advantage of that. So Salah already had 0.1. Son had 0.1. Watkins has already. Cash, the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, I brought in Reem because he was looking like he would have price rise, but he hasn't. So he's he's off. I think that Trippier will stay, although I hear that he's one of the players that people are thinking of sacrificing so that they can get Salah and Haaland. Yeah. But I think I prefer his consistency Mm -hmm. and I prefer to have someone quite reliable in the defense. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I'm not willing to sacrifice that. Yeah. Uh, I might include Maddie Cash, although I'm quite conscious that, I mean, I've had, he's 4.9, right? Now he is. Yeah, he was 4.5 when I got him. I've got him 4.8 mm-hmm. when I press the wild card. So if I'm lucky enough, I might get you know 0.1 out of him yeah. till Saturday. Because I'm seriously thinking of, of even going Dina because, you know, why not? I've made that mistake every year. Why not this year? Yeah. It's, it's more of the fact that... Yeah, he, he was. He, Madikash is great, uh, and both of them are 
not really reliable because for the long run. Yeah. Because whenever Moreno gets back, I think both of them will be affected. He One will play deeper. Because he's taking his place. Yeah. And the other, yeah. So, yeah. So, if I need to sacrifice something in terms of price, I think that this not point two, I would imagine. I'm not quite sure mm-hmm. if Dina is 4.6 or 4.5, but I think he's uh, 6, 4.6. Uh-huh. I need that not point two. I think he would be the one yeah. to bring it to me. Yeah. So, Son remains, mm-hmm. whatever happens. Uh, Alvarez, I think, will remain. Yeah, because um, yeah. I I brought him in from the very beginning. I think wasn't it like before even his price rise? I think you, you've had uh, him for a while. Five, yeah, yeah, and he's now at seven. And what's quite good with him is that if people, for those few thousands that will decide to get rid of Haaland. I think they will keep Alvarez yeah. as a safety net for yeah. the City points. So I don't think that he's going to be dropping massively. I agree. He might drop a bit because people will go to Watkins through him, maybe, or Darwin. Uh, yeah. But I don't think it's going to be like a crazy drop unless something happens, you know, something not expected. Just quickly, so Alvarez is staying. Darwin... Is he still in? Is he injured? Is it? He's not quite a hundred percent because otherwise he would have played against us. Darwin is is a great option, and I would love to have him. But it's those two things that you say. First of all, we don't know how fit he is. If he's at that orange light, yeah, for the Liverpool squad, uses, and when they play Everton, which is. Perfect time to have him. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's a Saturday lunchtime kickoff, mm-hmm. and he will have travelled from wherever mm-hmm. after the international break. And we know that both him and Diaz usually are not selected in these early games. But Josh is okay. Missing one Jones game. Is out for now, for this week, for one. Exactly. So Gakpo might be out for this week, might be out for two weeks, three weeks. So yeah. one of them is going to be put more in or Salah plays through the middle Brighton, and Javiella. Yes. For Brighton, yes. But what about the the Everton one? So That's, if yeah. you're bringing them for one week, punt, it's great. Yeah. But then those two, because I'm, I'm also thinking uh, Diaz is in my... Draft at the moment yeah. because I think he's going to be playing. Both of them, I think, are going to be playing. Yeah. Both Diaz, Darwin, and Salah. These, this, these are the three forwards. I imagine. Yeah, uh, but I'm a bit worried about the Everton game. Yeah, definitely. Just that. Now, Gordon, as I said, for me is a great pick because I think I can easily have him on my bench for this game week. Mm-hmm. I don't mind. And I would like to include West Ham players in yeah. this. Now, obviously, the debate is... Uh, yeah, I've got Ariola and Turner mm-hmm. in goal. Turner has those two nice fixtures coming up. And then I think Ariola would just keep his spot and 
Completely. Set and forget. You know, I hate rotation and it hasn't paid off well. Ariel is the keeper to have, definitely. Yeah, I think so. We're just done with, with experimenting. Mm. Obviously, Pope is a great pick as well, but he's very expensive. Yep. So, Ariola is great. Uh, now, from defenders, West Ham would be a good choice. Mm-hmm. And they're quite, it's, they're boring in a great way that they, you don't have many surprises. Mm-hmm. You don't have, you're not nervous of looking at the team sheet and seeing if, if Sufal is playing or Zuma. They're, they're all playing, usually. Apart from Ben Rama, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, Ben Rama is not any. It's not anymore an option, I think, because yeah. they've set up a really nice midfield with Paqueta, yeah. Alvarez, and uh, Ward Prowse. So, yeah. Ward Prowse and Bowen; these are the two ones to go now. Yeah. So, are you saving almost a million and get Ward Prowse, who's you know going to be returning at least once every three games? With yep. his, at least with an assist or something. But his yeah. bonus points are ridiculous. Ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. He got a bonus point without being in any goal involvement. Yeah. And okay. even the, and they kept a clean sheet, so all defenders got... And he still got a bonus point. That is nuts. That is nuts. It's, it's crazy. We knew he had that. And he was playing in a much weaker team, so... Exactly. But now you've got Bowen, who is much more lethal on the goal involvement. And he's getting he's getting more active. Yeah, he he kind of reminds us of his good his good times. So again, it's a matter of money. If I go Salah less, mm-hmm. I think it's quite easy to get to Bowen. Mm-hmm. But I'm definitely going to have Saka as well, who I didn't read in my team because I actually did a smart move. I kind of sold him. Yeah, before the drop. So I'm I had. I'm going to buy him at the same price I sold him, so I'm I'm actually fine. But you, did you I, make point one out of him? No, no, no I haven't made ah. extra, but I haven't missed out yeah. this price because I sold him when he was eight point seven. But I was I bought him at the beginning. Yeah. So now that he's eight point six, it's exactly the same. Okay. Yeah, I'm waiting. I mean, if he drops more, I don't think that that's going to happen. But if he drops more until Saturday, I'll just. New injury. It's a new injury he's got this time. Based on Arteta's saying, or Arteta's, he said he's got a, you know a different sort of injury, but it's it's another injury. From what I, okay, I think he's going to be playing no matter what. Yes, exactly. And <laughs> bring him back in, whatever happens. Yeah. It's the I think it's the defense that causes problems, and my thought of someone bringing in maybe not now. Mm-hmm. Because that's going to be kind of like very ironic. Is Gabriel? Yeah, I think he's quite cheap, and now he's nailed uh, like four point seven. I don't think that we were expecting to get Gabriel that price. He was creating a big sort of not storm, but he was you know definitely in consideration for a lot of people last week um, because of the fact that it was Saliba or Gabriel, and. James on Planet FEL noticed that he'd gone down a lot in price and was saying that he would be the best defender to get. And I think that's, you know, bang on, really. There's no one... Yeah, and and apart from the um, the fixture against City, it's good. I think that even with Chelsea, they can, they can keep a clean sheet. And yeah. with Raya, yeah, is so good. 
is a monster. So yeah. I just don't understand that. Um that transfer. Like a whole load of things like um with that transfer that just didn't make sense for me. Um he really they really stuck out for a high fee for Spurs and then because they thought Spurs were really interested. And then when Spurs went elsewhere, they were like, ah, bugger. We've lost our market for our keeper and we've already bought a backup. Uh, okay, Arsenal, you can have him, but you still got to pay a good amount of money for him and they got a, much, yeah. they got a better keeper than the one they've got on a really good deal. Yeah, it's it's one of the best deals they've made. Him yeah. and Trossard, I think, have been good. Trossard, not in, in, in the long run, will be. Yeah, Rice, I say, is, is you know, one of Rice, the Rice, yes. Josiah was quite cheap and out of the blue. That's what I mean. It's True. kind of those those moves that you weren't expecting. Yeah. Whilst Rice, we kind of, we're every week checking, is he, has he signed what, what's happening? Yeah, yeah, exactly. They kind of moved really quickly. Are there any things that have happened then in, in, the, in current events that you think we should talk about? <laughs> uh... I wonder what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they've so, released an audio, but I haven't heard it. They've released the audio. I don't audio. know if they've released it. Sorry, I might be mis... mis- they sent an uh, audio... Uh, to Liverpool. Uh, to Liverpool requested the audio formally. And they sent it. I read it on... on um, yeah, it came as a, a yeah. notification. From BBC, I think that they did send an audio file to um, Liverpool, but I have no idea what yeah. that includes. I mean, it's it's a joke. If it was happening in Greece, I would I would feel so. <laughs> it feels like home, actually. It. I no. We were watching the game. I was watching the game on the German with the German TV, and the Germans were like looks like a goal. And I was like, that looks like a goal, yeah. And then nothing happened and everyone was like, what? And then some people went wild on the internet and I was like, that does feel like that should have been a goal. And you get to half time and they start discussing it and it's like, okay, this is incorrect. This is a massive cock up. And I mean, the result is, at half time, the result is still what the result is and it's still 1-1. And the game is still in the balance. You know that if it was one nil Liverpool, they would have sat back more and had more dangerous counter attacks than they were already doing. But, yeah. Um, yeah, it's 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 a joke that it was the way in which it was handled is a joke, and it is really uh, fucks the integrity of uh, football for the next couple of months at least because no one trusts any of the decisions that are made going forwards yeah it, it's it's very strange I don't understand I mean I understand it in a way because if you are you are from this country and you know the mentality and all of that and for me that we're used to a different kind of yeah going around the law around the regulation and kind of uh, we're we find that even harder to understand, but living here, I can understand how 
how things have to be by the book in some occasions. Yeah. Even if it seems so logical sometimes to just say, okay, yeah, we, we have to use common sense instead of, instead of all this. Completely. And uh, even, even this discussion about the, yeah, when the ball kicks off again, you, you can't, can't change anything. Yeah. You, you just can't it, go back. Which is silly. Yeah. Because in the same way, then, and still, there are ways to go back in a way, you know, without cancelling it. Yeah, like they could definitely do this, but you don't want as fans to be watching the game kicked off and still know that that decision can come back to bite you. So yeah. what would be the much more acceptable response would be to say, don't kick off yet, guys. Like, yeah. check, check complete for this do you know just to add extra confirmation words that take a little bit more time and i know we all want it to be quick and i know var has slowed down the game but yeah i don't yeah at some point common sense should have crept in but the rules can't change so they can't they couldn't have done what they everyone is suggesting where they said this is what they should have done they couldn't do that because they're bound by the rules and the rules are not allowing them to do that. Still, after that, when you realise what's happened, you just stop the game. You, you just tell the referee that we've fucked this up. And go at least and talk. I mean, I understand that. Remember that Bielsa story with Aston Villa? There Which was... One? Ah, yeah, very good. Uh, so there was a championship match leads against Villa mm-hmm. which actually created this whole tension between the teams that mm-hmm. there is lately uh, which was a bit inexplicable because there was no rivalry between them uh, but there was this game in Ellen Road and uh, there was an injury I think from a Villa player mm-hmm. and uh, Leeds just kept going, a, a player on mm-hmm. the whole team get going and eventually I think it was Bamford who scored the goal mm-hmm. and uh, there was kind of like a huge uproar from from the Villa players why do you not you know respect the fair play and all of that and Bielsa was adamant uh. and he requested he requested his players to just sit and not act on and Villa just got in the goal <laughs> like walked yeah a villa player and the only player who actually refused to do that was um was the guy who went to brentford and then he's back in um the S- swedish and um, center back not zanko anyway. pinnaker no he's he's gone back to leeds has he's he he's gone back to yeah 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 oh. Anyway, he was the only one who chasing them, but they and and there was a huge argument, and and some of those Leeds fans were against it, but mm-hmm. Bielsa was not even discussing it. Mm-hmm. You're gonna concede a goal because that's not fair play, mm-hmm. and they corrected in a way the mistake that had been done mm-hmm. by conceding a goal, yeah. and then and that was it, and then they lost promotion for that mm-hmm. because Villa went to the to Wembley. And got promoted. Yes, and then Leeds went next year. So, yeah, it, it kind of hurt, but it was the right thing to do at that moment. Mm-hmm. So that could have even been done 
and that could have been the solution for the Diaz goal. For as an example, that's not, and that's not to say that this is the way to go from now on. Whenever there's a wrong decision, you just put the the ball in your old net in your own net. So the problem was, as a manager, you cannot see that it is a clear offside error. Even the referee could not see that that was a clear error because he saw his linesman put the flag up. He then heard from his team saying, uh, check complete, because they did not understand the offside uh, call during the game. And so, like, it was a clearer error to everyone else but the people in the stadium that could control the situation. And that's yeah. exactly what this thing exists for. So at some point, Ange could have said, walk the ball in the back of the net or whatever. Or at the start of the second half, they could have they could have said that. But by that time, yes. it was 1-1 again. The game was all fair. And, okay, fair in this respect where there's a massive controversy and a massive... Um, if you mistake. don't do it at that moment, you can't yeah. do it anymore. It, it had to yeah. be done at the moment, and at the moment, it couldn't. It was never proved for the integrity of the game that that was the issue, um, because the people that it was narrow enough that people couldn't understand it was offside. So yeah, it's uh, it will promote another rule change. I think. It, yeah, I, I think the other issues in the game were a bit ridiculous, but because of the massive issue, they oh, yeah. have become a bit more under the magnifying glass than they should be. I think the first Jota yellow card is a very light yellow card. There is contact. He is stopping some, you know, he's stopping build-up play. He could have got a yellow card for an earlier challenge and the ref said no more. He then gets a challenge and gets that yellow card. It's light, but it is what it is. The red card is stupid. Like he is on the other card, he shouldn't make that challenge. Um, that is Jota's fault, in my opinion. And the Curtis Jones red card. Oh come on! Yes, the way in which it's shown to the referee could have been. Lots of people have an issue with the fact that a still has been shown to the referee. Um, but you see why he's being called over. You see, you see why you're being called over when you see that still. You should see it in full play, and maybe you should see it in full play first. But I don't think how yes. I don't think the referee wouldn't have changed his mind if he'd have seen it in full play. But this is all subjective, and the main point that Planet FPL made very well is that the subjective decisions are all whatever, but the factual decisions. Liverpool were awarded a goal by VAR and the on-field decision was related yeah. to they are not awarded a goal because of a miscommunication is ridiculous. And I'm sure we'll we'll hear more about this in the next couple of days, but um, these sorts of things happen in football and I don't... This specifically should not happen and the legitimacy of football is... Yeah... And we're comparing, there are a lot of people comparing the Mendes goal, for instance, which is, yeah, you know, it's, it was a disgrace back then. But now we're talking about technology coming in to help. So you can't really compare those two because that's what the goal line technology has improved. 
Which means these gold. The Mendes go to Old Trafford, the one that you scored from the yes. halfway line. Yes. That was in. And yeah. uh, who was the goalkeeper that he came to Greece to play as well? Uh, the Man United. Um, not Bartes. No, 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 no. He was. He was. Uh... Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. And uh, and yeah, he he kind of brought his hand all in inside the goal. It was like yeah, yeah almost yeah. a meter in. Yeah. Ridiculous. Uh, but now we're talking about the wrong use of technology to that. So it's not. And the closest one to that is the Sheffield United Aston yeah, Villa goal, the Villa. Exactly. which is. Uh, a goal that is clearly in goal line technology has failed and a goal that should have factually been awarded is not awarded and the integrity of the game has suffered because of that um, yeah but at the same time as I mean we're quoting James back back and forth but he had mentioned I, I, I forgot that goal the, the Brentford goal yeah that the goal line technology did not um, failed Mm-hmm. But the referee kind of saw it and they just said, it's a goal. Yeah. So you can go around it and be correct in your decision, uh, even if it's not entirely playing by the book. Because, yeah, technology is here to help. But if you see something, you have to react. And that applies to the VAR. Just, just talk to them. We messed up. There should, be a, do- there should be a grace period. Right, yeah. where you've got 20 seconds after the game has restarted to say, or 10 seconds, five seconds, five seconds after <laughs> the game has restarted, and you see, because you see clearly where the game is restarted. If it's restarted on the fucking center spot, it's a goal. If you've restarted yeah. it, if the other team has restarted with the ball, you can see it is not a goal. So you know how the game has been restarted, and you know that your on field decision has been the decision you communicated has been correct or not correct. And yeah. that grace period should be put into the rules. And I wouldn't be surprised if we saw that in the rules because rule changes happen after big events like this. And I'm pretty sure a rule change will come to better this situation. It's just sad that one team suffers before that rule change exists. Yeah. Um, Spurs have been on the end of one of those. Um, If you... Notice the the Sissoko handball in the Champions League final where it hits his shirt and his arm is out. Yeah. Lots of Spurs fans have referenced that and said this is vengeance. It's not. That is a decision that's been made completely inappropriately. And I am still bitter about that decision because it wasn't a handball and it was the most important game of the Spurs' last 10, 15, 20 years. Um and it was decided by such a silly first goal. And then a Divock Origi second as well, which really gets me every time. Um, but <laughs> was a sub- was a subjective decision, whereas the goal that they should have been awarded was not. The game would have played out how the game would have played out, and it could have been a completely different result. And as James has stated a hundred times, I think you, you could replay that game and that wouldn't make him unhappy as a fan it would make quite a lot of fans unhappy but uh, I think replaying the game could be considered an option and should be considered an option um, yeah. for the integrity of the game um, but what they... would happen with my my son point 
Well, that'll be up to FPL Towers to decide. Yeah. Another decision to be made. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah. It's good. Yeah, it's... the refereeing has not been that good this season. Not that it, it used to be great, but I think that it hasn't started well. Those those penalties, the beginning, yeah, they were the handballs were so so often given because of the change of the rule, and then the all the yellow cards for approaching the referees. I'm enjoying it's... this. I am enjoying this. It it is not consistent, and it has definitely got a lot less since the first couple of games of the season. The one rule change that we haven't seen get a lot less is the added on time that is mm. still happening you saw Brentford had 12 or 14 added on minutes in their game again yeah. um, recently it wasn't Sheffield United who was it I can't remember um, but yeah you see a lot of um, added on time in games right now which is kind of important for FPL because you are really yeah. looking for defenders that are going to get subbed off in the 70th, 80th minute. Um, it means that players like Son, um, you know, are regularly getting a rest in the game instead of playing the full um, 100 minutes of a game nowadays. So it is quite important to take into account of that for FPL. But yeah, yellow cards for dissent and yellow cards for... Um, I feel like yellow cards are much easier to come by this season and that still hasn't quite leveled out yet had a lot of my players being shown the yellow so yeah <laughs> it's much more often yeah definitely which also will affect the i mean we have already jackson with five yellows gordon yep. with five yellows yeah i mean notable players i'm i'm sure there's yeah, yeah. more Chilwell has had twice while being subbed in. Yeah. So yeah, it's 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 quite. It might be interesting that at in March we might have players with ten yellows. Definitely. Oh, is it is it ten? Uh, I think it, there is ten. If, is the if next? You go up until game week twenty. No, not game week. Playing twenty games, I think, isn't it? Remember Tony? Yes. Yeah. 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 Ah, talking of, of Tony, he's. I'm really looking forward to him getting, getting back. involved again, isn't he? Yes. Has he uh, dropped? Anthony Gordon's on five. Nicholas Jackson's on five. Edinson Alvarez is on four. Basuma is on four. That's going to be a difficult one to for Spurs. Yes. But they've now got a slightly easier run, so this is good. So I think they'll probably tell him to get a yellow card in his next game by the sounds of it. Uh is on four. One for you to look out for. Aaron Hickey, yeah. Mario Lamina, Doug Louise is on four, like I said. Um, Bruno Fernandes on three. Ben Chilwell on three. Um, not that he'll be coming back anytime soon. Alexis McAllister, Kai Havertz, Mitoma, uh, Lucas Paqueta, Udogi, uh, all on three. So, yeah, there's it's a lot on three. Um, it's a long list. And it's a long list of players that you've got to watch out for, isn't it? Yeah. But yeah. Should be good. So if it's that long, you're actually ignoring 
the fact and you just keep going? <laughs> the the threes, I think, no. Bisuma is important, is very important to how Spurs play. So I think a game without Basuma is going to be a difficult one to... It's like it's Fulham not... without Polina. Exactly, exactly. Um, Doug Louise and, you know, the players that you were looking at, Luca Dina, what, does that sway you away from Luca Dina? It could be, yeah. It, it should be a factor. You're yeah. right. It, it should be a factor. Because you want to use him for the next couple of weeks and he could get you a look out tomorrow, uh, no, next week. And then, and then you've got... Moreno coming in, so in fact you might have brought him in for three, four weeks and have hit just one. Yeah, exactly. Um, and Alvarez at West Ham on the other side that would change. That would, would change. Yeah, would mean that uh, James Ward Prowse might play a bit further forwards and might have a like a Ben Rama to play with. Packard yeah. would come inside, and or Ward Prowse would come inside, or yeah, that would. Suchek, Suchek might play. Yeah. As a holding. Exactly. So, yeah, you've got, got some interesting ones there. Um, what else have we got to talk about? I mean, we're still too early to talk about strategies for chips and all of that. Yeah. Some people, I mean, the wild card is the only thing that we're mostly talking about before yeah. Christmas because we don't have any significant doubles. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will have City with their blank mm-hmm. against Brentford. But since it's not really, we haven't scheduled, they haven't scheduled the the game. There are a few options that have been, you know, rumoured. Mm-hmm. But you can't really plan. Yeah. That's what keeping the wild card till then could benefit people. Yeah, definitely. It's uh, game week 18, City have got their blank. Yeah. Um, Although, you never know. This could be a, an opportunity for, um, for um, a free hit. True. So I'm not entirely you know, convinced that you definitely need a wild card for that week. True. Two teams, isn't it? Brentford people might not even have a big investment in anyway. Um, by that, yeah, because they're in a decline now. I don't know. I mean, in these mouths, and they might go and, and win at Old Trafford, which is exactly. not inconceivable anyway. Exactly. I don't know about if it, it does help with the league, this whole thing with, with City. But I mean, they just lost a game. Yeah. And but they haven't been performing that well. So it's a combination. It's not just the the loss. It's it's the fact that their their roster their squad is quite thin. small. Yeah. Yes, they've they've had to be honest, they've had a lot of injuries and players being out. Mm-hmm. And with the addition of the, the most important, the, the red card Brodery. Yeah. Certainly, we're talking about a, a different team. Does that make so, Haaland less interesting? Does Rodri's injury, does Rodri, Rodri being out, sorry, make Haaland less interesting or, or more interesting? I don't think it changes that much. It's not, Haaland is not, 
maybe maybe they lose a bit of the domination. Mm. So and and yeah, they lose those endless. But the the problem with Haaland this year is that he's not that clinical as mm. he used to be. Yeah. So he's missing a lot of chances. That that game against West Ham, for instance, was was ridiculous. Unbelievable. I think we're all owed about, you know, 40 or 50 points from Haaland just in the last just in the first seven game weeks of the season. Yeah, and if if you compare it we we're talking about last season and this season, he could have had the same exact returns. Yeah. If he would score the the norm. I mean, he's now he's reminding us that he's human. <laughs> I think that's the difference. Yeah. Because last year, everything would go in. Yeah. So maybe what we see now is a reasonable outcome. Yeah. Whilst last year, it was a bit supernatural. Yeah. That every chance, he could just make it and score. I think that's the, that's the difference. So Definitely. I don't know if, if he's really affected. It's not like suddenly City are not creating chances or are not good enough. Yeah. It's just that he misses chances. So, yeah. I mean, there was another one. Um, it was the home game. Which one? The one that uh, Nottingham Forest. Yeah. It was an open goal and... Um, was it Phillips? Who was it? Somewhere. Are you talking about well, the Brentford one where he was like on the back post and it got cleared by? No, 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 no. He just missed it. He just sent it wide after a cross. I think it was Phillips who. who... Uh, yeah, it was. It was really. It was a funny chance for him to miss. Yeah, definitely. That's also... that's the only. Taking away Rodri, are they creating as much this season? And is Alvarez having a big effect on his... Um, Possibly, expected... yes. Possibly, yes, because he's he's playing instead of KDB, yes. But he's not playing like KDB. No. He's he's added something different to the team, which is great. And he's, he's a super, super player. I love him. Completely. Really enjoying watching him. But... He's not the creative the by default. His first ch- uh, thought is to shoot, not to pass. And he's got a yeah. wonderful free kick on him. Yes, he does. Two yeah. or three games in a row you saw him just narrowly miss or hit the bar, and then last game he scored from it. It's wonderful. And I've also heard that narrative with, um, with the wide players up front, mm-hmm. which kind of makes sense, uh, because both Doku and Foden try to get in the box much more so yeah. they don't keep the game wider as they used to with Mares and, and Grealish. So there's no room for the number eight mm-hmm. to get in those positions. Therefore, the box remains a bit empty. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Empty from, from they, they don't they they are they occupy the same spaces. Yeah. So when when City is in attack They've got all the three forwards in the box. So that's where you actually need the wing backs in case, yeah. of, you know, to to overload, you know. Uh, but in the past, you had Grealish and Mares really stretching it. Yeah. 
and there was space for KDB, Gundogan yeah. to, to be. So we had like five players already in attack. Yeah. And I, I, it, it does it make a big difference, especially when you have teams that are setting, you know, a low block mm-hmm. and you're, they're waiting for you. Yeah. So there are less, less options. I mean, we know that City is a slow, they've been improving slowly. And it's last just, year they were, they were chasing for all this time. We're they just waiting now. So like they're, they're leading, but we're just waiting to see the genius solution that Pep has to solve this problem. And yeah. there's a chance that he doesn't have one or there's a chance that he, his solution doesn't work. You know, he had a genius solution to the problems last season and it just takes teams a while to work out when teams make big tactical changes like that. Um, so when yes. a new manager comes in, but eventually they do work them out. So then managers have to do something different and the managers at the top like Klopp and Pep and uh, all these managers can do those, make those interesting changes. And we're just waiting to see how it works. If it works. Yeah. But yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. For me, I think that has definitely tickled my itch. And uh, I'm very happy to have, uh, yeah, had this chat, man. It's been an absolute joy being back. And uh, it has been. And we can't promise of when the next one is going to be, but we can promise that there will be a next one. Exactly. I like that. We need it. We desperately need it. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. It's nice catching you with a bit of time and it's nice having a chat. Exactly. Likewise. All right. Until next time. So stay safe. <laughs> stay tuned, man. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. Uso Radio.